The history of shepherding is both long and vast, but to get anywhere, we have to start at the beginning with the sheep. I'm Benjamin Gilbert, and this is Modern Shepherd. The modern domesticated sheep, Ovis Aries, was domesticated somewhere between 11,000 and 9,000 BCE. It's typically put at a kind of 8,000 BCE area. Um, and this sheep we have now is most likely descended from, or at least related to, the Asiatic Mouflon um, Ovis Orientalis, which was very widespread in ancient Mesopotamia, think modern Iraq, Iran, Syria zone. These mufflin were domesticated and then spread to Africa and Europe and then crossbred with different kinds of other wild sheep or mufflin in those areas and then from there have developed really distinct and different breeds. Depending on where each of these sheep ended up, how they were raised and by who and for what is how we get different breeds. Icelandic sheep and Merino sheep are going to be very different for those reasons. The climate in particular is going to completely affect what they look like and the kind of fur they have. Icelandic's having this really coarse, hairy, uh, top coat that keeps them dry, whereas a merino is going to have all of this wrinkly, soft wool that is really bad for wet regions and is great for fiber usage. Along with the physiological characteristics that we very obviously can see happening in different breeds of sheep or other animals after domestication in different places, especially after isolation, we also see really big changes in demeanor. Sheep that are handled more and need to be handled more are going to have a different demeanor than a sheep that is going to be out on pasture for a really long time and not have to be seen for a while. They're going to react very differently to you, and they're also going to react differently to an animal like a dog that you're going to use for herding. To then understand like the art of herding and how herding works, you also have to understand how sheep work. Sheep are in the family Bovidae, which is cows, cattle, gazelles, goats, sheep, all of these relatives, ruminant animals that are prey animals. Um, prey animals typically have a couple different zones in which they register their surroundings. They have a kind of circle nesting dolls that gets closer of a recognition zone where they become alert to things around them. And then inside that they have a flight zone. Um, and this flight zone is really important to herding sheep. This flight zone is really greatly affected by breed. Um, certain breeds like border lesters are going to have a very, very small flight zone and are going to be a lot more friendly and less scared of you or your dog, which definitely affects how you're going to have to herd them. If you think about how a sheep looks, it's got eyes that are kind of set into the side of its head because it's a prey animal, not a predatory animal, and it needs to be able to see around it more than we would need to see around us. So they have this really large peripheral vision. But then at the very back of the sheep, 
behind where it's like hips set is a blind zone where they still can't see. Obviously, a sheep can't see in the back of their head, and they're not like an owl where they can turn their head very far around. So when herding or moving sheep, typically what one would want to do is to move towards that blind zone, because when you move towards its blind zone, it's going to move away from that. And that's how you kind of navigate your sheep and move it. You're going to move in its blind zone in the opposite direction of where you want it to go. You're going to go where you want the sheep not to be. And typically you're going to move behind the sheep because it wants to be able to see you or it wants to see whatever predatory animal it perceives is there. But moving sheep isn't just getting in its flight zone and making it uncomfortable. There is this kind of pressure and release that you do to train your sheep to be familiar with you and the patterns you want it to walk in. And these kind of consistent actions, especially when it becomes a routine, are going to also become familiar to your animals. And the more you do it, the less stressful it's going to be. And the more of a routine you build up, the less stressful this is going to be for your animal. You don't want to have very stressed out sheep. Um, People who do herding trials and have dogs for trial have sheep that are built to handle stress and built to handle the stress of constant animal pressure and predatory pressure, whereas most average sheep in an average fiber or dairy or meat herd aren't prepared emotionally or psychologically to deal with like heavy pressure. So when you have your own sheep, what you want to do is build a routine that's comfortable and low stress for your animal. And the biggest thing is finding the right amount of pressure and release of pressure. Because once your animal has done what you want it to do, you want to release pressure. You don't want to consistently give pressure. Because not only is that going to confuse your animal and give it really mixed signals, but it's going to stress it out and make it an unhappy animal. We never want to have unhappy animals. And all of this can be a really hard thing to do alone as a shepherd. And so... One thing that shepherds have done historically and still do to this day is enlist the assistance of a dog in order to help them herd their sheep, which is what we will get into in the next episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Ben, and this has been The Modern Shepherd. Tune in next time to hear some more stuff.